0: This is Jocko Podcast number 104 with Echo Charles and me, Jocko Willink. Good evening, Echo. Good evening. We're going to go right into Q&A. Cool. I don't think there's (laughs) anything to discuss. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, let's do it then. It's It's Q&A time. All right, question number one. You discuss leading and maneuvering up and down the chain of command, but what about laterally within your own peer group where the competition for advancement is fiercest? And your ability to set team objectives and implement some of the tools you discuss is limited.
0: Okay, so you you absolutely do have to lead laterally amongst your peers. And since you don't have rank or position, you have to do it another way. But wait a second since you shouldn't use rank or position to lead people below you in the chain of command and since you don't want to be led by someone that's throwing their rank and position around then guess what you need to do the same type of leadership that you would use up and down the chain of command to lead your peers so what does that mean that means you help them when you can (laughs) you support what they're doing you try and build a relationship with them. That's what you try and do. Now, this, this part of this that we're, we're talking about, their competitiveness, like if they want to maneuver and try and make you look bad and jump in the spotlight and try and get all the credit, guess what? It's fine. Mm. That's fine. Let them do it. And everyone is going to see what they're doing. And they might not see it immediately, but they will eventually be found out. So do your best to support them. Do your best to help them. Do your best to build the relationship. Make the mission the most important thing, not the little politics that you're about to dive into and get involved in. Don't make that the primary thing. Make the primary thing accomplishing the mission. Think about this. If you start fighting with them, you're expending energy on fighting your own team. That's what you're doing. Instead of fighting the enemy it's this is a blue on blue situation. This is friendly fire. It's fratricide Don't do that disengage from the friendly fire and focus on how to make the team win
1: mm.
0: Take the high ground Take the high ground or the high ground will take you
1: yeah. okay. Another one of those points that we always say I know I do and I always think this where People are watching, man. Mm. They see that. They see that.
0: They see all that stuff. Let's play this game, too. You know the game where I play where, like, who would you hire? Who would you rather have working for you? Who would you rather have working for you? The guy, the guy, oh, you got four guys. One guy is helping the other guys out, trying to help them with their mission. One guy, the other end of the spectrum, is undermining people and trying to make himself look good. Which guy are you going to promote? Yeah. All day long, you know who you're going to promote. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to promote the guy that's trying to help the team win
1: and not just look out for himself. Yep. Yeah, fully. And then, That's it. And consider that with not just your boss, but like your peers as well. You know, even if there's competition, let's say everyone's competing. Well, right? yeah. And you're the guy who's jumping in the spotlight, always whatever, versus the other guy who's always helping everyone. Right. Even the, even if they're competing with you. For sure. The guy who's jumping in the spotlight, he's going to get ostracized, if anything. He is. You know? So, man, yeah, they, they see that stuff, man. That goes socially too. You know what? Now, 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 answer me this.
0: Mm-hmm. When someone sees the world this way, that means they have a tendency to think that way. That means they might have a tendency to act this way. To so they gotta the way, be especially yeah, yeah. Go cautious. Ahead, sure. If you're looking at everyone like, well, I'm trying to compete with that guy. And right. if I might be getting screwed over if I don't if if I let him, yeah. you know, get the spotlight right now. If that's the way you're thinking, that's the way you're acting. And if you're acting that way, everybody can see it.
1: Yeah. So don't act that way. Don't act that way. Be a good team member. Yeah. The enemy is outside the wire. Yeah, that's a good one too, where the good news. About that is like let's say you are acting that way as long as you can admit it to yourself Even if you do have those feelings inside, but you're like, hey, I don't want to act like that And you start act even if you know, it's kind of against your feelings And then you start acting that way slowly and slowly your feelings kind of accommodate where you don't feel that way anymore You'll start to feel that way less than You'll start to
0: realize how you should act as a human being, as a team member, as a leader, as a follower Yeah. Yeah, you'll grow up, you'll mature, you'll be a good person Yeah Feel the benefits As opposed to just looking out for yourself and screwing over the other team
1: <laughs> Yeah one's against me Check Kill or be killed Next question My jiu-jitsu school is small And I'm a white belt Under three months And there are typically two or three blues And maybe a purple belt in the class with us When I train or spar with the blue and purple belts I can win the advantage or submit them More than half the time They don't like me because of this I like what my instructor is teaching but i feel i need more of a challenge should i find more a more competitive school your time is appreciated
0: okay so there's something very sus- suspect going on yeah here. uh there's something wrong with the school if you are a white belt that can submit blues and purples and i don't know what yeah, the maybe time. maybe if you're 500 pounds or just a super athlete but yeah. if you're a normal person even if you wrestled in high school Maybe even if you wrestled in college,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you you've been training jujitsu for three months, you should not be submitting purple belts. That should not be happening. There's yeah. there's now there is a small chance, a tiny tiny chance, mm-hmm. that they're just being like so super cool that they're letting <laughs> that like they're saying, oh yeah, you know, oh that was good, you know, you caught me my arm, and they're just giving it, and you're just too dumb to realize that. Yeah. But since you're saying that they don't like you because you're submitting them. Mm. That, that that's very unlikely that they're just super nice so yeah. uh, I think you may actually be in a fraudulent situation where the school is not a proper school and I haven't heard one of these in a while yeah. but you a white belt should not be on the regular yeah. submitting a blue belt and definitely a purple belt yeah. or any purple belts yeah if there's a massive size differential It'd be an occasional occurrence. Yeah. But on the regular, it shouldn't be happening.
1: Yeah. Right? Co- correct. To yeah, I mean, unless again, like there's maybe maybe it's a small school, you know, there's you know, a few people, maybe like some real old people or something like that. Maybe this guy I don't know how big he is. Yeah. Anything, but let's say he was two I'm I'm getting real specific here. Right. What if he's two twenty five mm-hmm. solid? Mm-hmm. Six two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: May or may not have been a college wrestler. Okay. Learned a few chokes, guillotine, yeah. um, okay. you know, head and arm, yeah. uh yep. An yep. arm yep. bar, yep. you know, guys yep. pick so up. So he's arm two
0: twenty-five college wrestler, six two, yeah, and he knows basic submissions.
1: That, that, that could be problematic and yeah. then the rest of the people a- there's maybe like a 65 year old yeah. 135 145 pounds yeah. um, maybe yeah.
0: you know if there's no extreme um, disparity between you and the other students, yeah. we have a problem. Yeah. If there's an extreme disparity, even then, you should go look around because even if you're even if you're 225 pounds, six foot two, wrestled in college, most purple belts should be able to handle you if you've only been training for two months.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Even three. Man, I was. Not to say my situation. So here's proof. I'm not saying that, but just an example. I was to when I started. I was 225. I'd say when I really settled into it, I lost. It got down to about two fifteen, two twenty. Um, and I was white belt over three months, by the way. Mm. And I rolled with this guy, George was his name. You might remember him. Small teeny guy. Oh, yeah. He's about six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purple belt. And no chance I had with this guy. Yeah. And I was this is more than three months, by the way. Yeah. This is after I started competing. in No, George was good too. Yeah, purple belt. Yeah, he's the one who taught me martial sure. guard, By the way, for sure, him and Jimmy. Yeah, but yeah, no chance. A purple
0: Dude. belt like him, you have no chance against. Yeah,
1: but this is not a big guy. This is a guy. You who's know, about he's five tiny. six.
0: Not you know. I think he might be smaller than five six. Yeah, he's a small, guy. small, and light. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great example. Yeah. That's a great example. I'm trying to think. I mean, when I started jiu-jitsu, I was 215 pounds.
1: Oh, I was bigger than you.
0: 215 pounds, and Dean Mm -hmm. was a blue belt. Just got his blue belt. Yeah. And I had no chance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he and oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention. Dean weighed 174 pounds. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar.
1: Yeah, you'd have to, like, yeah, the disparity between the yeah. two would would have to be a lot, a lot. I so, don't know. I, so what do you think it is then? What I think, think like it, it might be a fraudulent school. Like how? Like what? The instructor, uh,
0: the instructor well, is not a real black belt. The instructor knows he's watched enough YouTube to show an arm lock, and he can actually do it on the purple belt because he he's, he's right. bigger and stronger or something. Yeah, and he knows it a, a little bit better because let's face right. it, if you if if you're a if you watched YouTube and you studied as hard as I could, as you could, and you owned yeah. a school yeah. and you trained all the time, you could be a blue belt level. Yeah, and true. then you can beat the other blue belts that you taught. Yeah. And then gave the blue belt. Cause you gave yourself a black belt. That's probably what's going on.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. Huh?
0: Whoever this is, uh, hit me up again and tell me what your school is yeah. on Facebook. Or yeah. Whatever this question. Once from.
1: you do that. And once you, you know, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, is that a, is that like a, is that a hard move to be like, hey, this is my school, and put it out there, you know? And here's my instructor. I mean, on one hand, you want to think if the instructor is legit. No, no, no. Doctor, well, that's no what problem. I would want to know. I'd, I'd want if the, if the guy
0: wasn't legit, I don't know what I do. I don't have a plan for that. But if the guy was legit, I'd come back on here and say, oh, here's the situation. Yeah. We found out that this is what's going on. Yeah. You are a 6'2", 285 and eighty-five <laughs> pound collegiate. Yeah. NCAA champion wrestler yeah. and you studied Sambo or Ju like if somebody yeah, had yeah. Sambo or judo under their belt
1: <laughs> Yep, it's true
0: But you wouldn't even be asking this question if you had that under your belt cuz you know the answer Yeah, right? that's
1: true, too. Yeah, so, man. So yeah, I think yeah, the chance of that is is fair It's a fair chance fraudulent situation. I haven't, haven't seen
0: too many of those lately.
1: Yeah, because that's a rare thing Yeah, The I internet mean, even, can
0: mop those up now. Yeah there used to be all kinds of fraudulent schools yeah it makes sense
1: i mean think about it the internet is all over everything oh yeah you get even a halfway fraudulent person yeah it's like okay is this guy fraudulent you know what i mean <laughs> it's like man you're really held to the coals so i don't know maybe do <laughs> it up uh, yeah
0: i was gonna say should we have some kind of thing on our website where we have if you're a legit school like a jocko approved school hey.
1: In theory, because how many times
0: a day do you get asked? I live in Tennessee. Where should I train? I live in Chicago. Where Mm -hmm. should I train? How many times do you get asked that
1: a day? Half. So every other day is is that about? Oh, really? Okay, I get asked more than that. I get asked a lot
0: more than you. Maybe not tons more, but definitely I get asked repeatedly. Yeah. Where should I train? I live in Jacksonville, Florida. Where should I train? I live in wherever concord new hampshire where do i where where should i train i live in salt lake city utah you know what i mean people are always asking that
1: yeah the only risk with that is like okay so first off we don't know all the schools we probably don't even know half the schools and just because you say you're under hickson it doesn't mean you're legit you know so it's like yeah so we'd
0: have to have some sort of an approval process yeah Yeah.
1: and then at the end of the day let's say you approve i don't know because some place and then it then yeah people bad will see there. it or no, no no or people will be like okay here's the page or the website or whatever they'll be like okay this school that i'm like looking at i like it but it's not on the, this list oh, but yeah, it, yeah. i don't know we didn't get to it kind of thing and yeah. then it gets kind of like the ding you know in yeah. that way I don't it know. shouldn't be that much of a problem by the way
0: there's not that many fraudulent schools we're talking about one right now possibly but there's not many out there although there no. are some
1: yeah they're like S-
0: they're in strip malls you drive by like a strip mall and you see something that says Jiu-jitsu. I mean, no, the, now he's there's legit dink. schools in yeah. strip malls too. Comprito's, that's true. Comprito schools oh, in a yeah. strip mall,
1: and he's as legit as he gets. So as it's, get. it's hard, you Comprite. know. I don't know, but yeah, the there's the, actually more strip influence. malls
0: is actually the normal place for jujitsu schools. Now that I think about it, yeah, there's yeah, a, a lot of Gracie normal place. Yeah,
1: yeah, his one is straight up in the mall. Oh, in a
0: that's not a strip mall, then a mall. Yeah, yeah, oh, a cool. mall mall. I'm gonna have
1: to go visit comprito. Yeah if you watch that video I did with him for Metamorphs so mm-hmm. a long time ago it's so like he'll I, don't know, I forget if it was in the outtakes or not but there's this cool tr- you know those trains that go around yeah. the mall for the kids yeah. <laughs> he's like I hate the Choo Choo train because it always comes by my academy but Anyway,
0: funny. that's funny Cause especially because Computer's such a nice guy you figured he'd be like I love that Choo Choo train
1: Even <laughs> that's exactly how he said it that's how he sounded but he says I hate it meanwhile he's smiling and yeah. laughing it's very interesting dichotomy cool. anyway yeah, more information needed on this academy next question i am seen at work as a very assertive and aggressive dude and i seem to rub people the wrong way when they think i'm upset or frustrated at problems they they present which is rarely the case i'm just so fired up how do i work on my tact while still being assertive with my team you know what
0: i'm fired up too sure how do you like that it. and w- when i was young i i this is when I was young sure I rubbed some people the wrong way I know that even when I was a young kid working on a construction site guess what I was doing working too hard <laughs> Making people rubbing people the uh, wrong way yeah, yeah, yeah. when I got to the team There was a little crew of us that were too hardcore. We were too fired up. We were I Would run the o course with my with with a rucksack with a 40 pound packet, uh 40 pound sandbag in it No one was doing that like everyone does it now, but back then There was a small crew of us that were doing it Mm -hmm. running with jungle boots all the time instead of in sneakers And I literally got pulled aside by some of the old guys and by old guys. I don't mean nom I mean old guys from wherever uh, you know from the from the 90s Or the late 80s, and you know I'd get the hey you just need to calm down dude Yeah, you know you don't need to do that And so yeah, maybe I wrote those guys a little bit the wrong way Mm -hmm. understandable but when I got a little older and a little bit more mature, I got fired up to actually do a good job as a leader, to actually build relationships with my platoon mates. And I got fired up mm. for people to, instead of thinking that I was upset or frustrated, my, what I was fired up was I wanted people to think that I was calm and cool and collected. Right. So how's that for do- totally different? It's like when we say default aggressive. Yeah. And I, I always say, hey, you're not being aggressive. This isn't being aggressive towards your people. It's not yelling. It's being aggressive towards your mission. I was, I'm aggressive towards making people think that I'm not upset, and mm-hmm. that no matter what's going on, that they just go, man, Jocko's, he's not going to lose his temper. He's super level headed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Um, now, now that being shed, that doesn't mean that I was passive. Sure. That doesn't mean that I wasn't assertive. It means that I was aggressive and assertive but I did it with tact and instead of coming at people straight on I flanked them I listened to their little ideas or I made their ideas come from me but they didn't know it I listened to their solutions I helped and supported well you go so far just by helping people out and helping them with their idea instead of trying to control them and make everything your idea so that's my advice here relax calm down focus get fired up get aggressive about being tactful get aggressive about working with people get aggressive about showing your calmness that's what you get aggressive about yeah don't get assertive aggressive and create antagonistic relationships across your company yeah check
1: yeah sounds good he said he he gets or they think he gets upset or frustrated at problems that they present, yeah, which it, is rarely the case. He said, "He said I'm just fired up." So it's it's it seems like, and I'm no expert, but I'm trying to put myself in this position where, like I think maybe like it, it's just a presentation thing, you know? Like his well, his yeah, it definitely is a presentation thing. is aggressive. Like he's saying he's not even getting frustrated. No, he's, I'm getting
0: frustrated with him. for acting this way yeah 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 yeah. like a mindset yeah it's it's not like necessarily definitely it's definitely a presentation thing no doubt about it
1: yeah
0: but so that means you say okay i'm presenting the wrong thing i will fix
1: what i'm presenting yeah it do do you think actually i think you do think this or know this or whatever oh you know how people they'll they'll get nuts or whatever, they'll 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 uh, be aggressive. They get fired up, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, whether it be they'll lose their temper or they behave right, in right. a way that's that's aggressive towards people. And their justification is not to say that this guy does this. I don't know, but I'm just saying their justification is I'm just passionate yeah. about it. I'm just whatever, you know. Yeah. Um. Is that that's just a justification, right? It is. Because yeah, y- yeah, like if at it's, the end of it, the day it is
0: it's a ju- it's a justification It is also a reality so think about it from the other perspective if if you're dealing with someone if you have someone on your team yeah. That gets all that they're they're passionate about something and it can be problematic if they don't learn to control their passions right because yeah. they just get hey we're gonna make this happen and they make bad decisions because they're so passionate about making something happen that they're not they're not doing something logical yeah. so yes you could say it's just an excuse and there's no such thing as a passionate person but that actually wouldn't be true it's not an excuse it's a real thing now if you are aware of that then why do you keep acting that way you yeah. got to put your passions yeah. into check
1: that's yes. what you got to do 100 percent. yeah and, and i meant more like it's an excuse for their behavior you know like to me i personally i think that being passionate about something that you're into is good way beneficial of course but again you know how to say like there's a difference between what you feel and how you behave you know so if you're if you're super passionate about something it doesn't justify like all this irrational or emotional or like loss of temper situation behavior you see what i'm saying so you know yeah be passionate but don't behave in some crazy off the handle way Agree. So I think that they use their passion as an excuse for their behavior. Yeah. I just got a
0: quick temper, man.
1: Yeah, 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 no, yeah. That doesn't mean that you can act like an well, idiot. Well, that's worse. That's well, yeah, that's but it's the, same, it's the same, same thing. Same deal, yeah. Same yeah. thing. Exactly right, yeah. That's just who I am. I'm unique in that way. Next question. My wife told me that she thinks our 11-year-old daughter is being bullied emotionally by some girls at school. As I drove into work, I wondered if jujitsu would give her some tools to help her deal with emotional stress and or bullying that might be taking place I
0: think we all know the answer that Jocko will give to this question absolutely jujitsu jitsu will help 11 years old is a perfect age for getting in there and you will learn to she will learn to defend herself for real in physical confrontations which will give her real confrontation which will give her confidence because let's face it emotional and verbal bullying is absolutely backed up by a either Clear message of possible violence, or a subliminal message of possible violence. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, a big a girl that's getting picked on. the 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 underlying message is there. The implied message is there. That it's it could go physical if it had to. Mm-hmm. And when that gets removed because the you, the daughter knows how to now fight and defend herself, that starts to impact these emotional bullies as well. Mm-hmm. So yes, absolutely, get her training. I would throw some boxing in there too, just because that is a pretty empowering thing. You're punching something that feels good. And you, you know what, while we're at it, let's get some working out going on, right? Get a pull-up bar, get away of the warrior kid. No, no kidding, yeah. get, get absolutely get her way of the warrior kid don't baby her too much yeah you got to be careful that because she's your daughter and you say oh you know it's so horrible and these girls are picking you. don't don't do that because guess what she's gonna be dealing with this her whole life you're gonna be get there's always bullies in every environment in the in school environment in the work environment in everywhere there's bullies Mm -hmm. and she's gonna have to deal with them so don't don't baby her where she thinks that you're the one that's gonna save her from it um and i also think you should know that everyone gets bullied
1: Mm.
0: i got asked that when way the warrior kid came out Mm. someone said did you get bullied and they think of course i would never get bullied because i'm a big dude well guess what when i was nine years old i was a scrawny little nine year old kid and every buddy that was 11 was bigger than me and stronger than me yeah and then when I was 11, everyone that was 13 was bigger than me and stronger than me. Yeah, yeah. And when I was 14, everyone that was 16 was bigger than me and stronger than me. So, mm-hmm. so you, we, no matter who you are as a kid, there's always somebody that's bigger and stronger than you that's going to bully you yeah. if they're a jerk. Mm-hmm. So I think she should understand that she's getting bullied right now, but that's that happens to people and people get over it and get through it. And I, I, th- I do think you have to be, when you say that, you can't. Leave the impression you can't overwhelm her Mm. and and say everyone gets bullied and you're going to always get bullied in the office. All you know what I mean? Like I'm not saying to overwhelm her. I think that's just like there's a there's a. Did you ever see the movie The Professional?
1: Which one was it? The French guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Leon.
0: Yeah, there's a great scene in that movie where the girl. Is there's like a crazy fight going on between her parents in the apartment? They're yelling at each other. They're screaming. They're just slapping people. The domestic violence is going on, and she comes out and she's sitting in the hallway, yeah. and she's crying. And the assassin guy kind of walks up the stairs, and and she looks and he looks at her and she looks at him and and she says, "Is life always like this, or does it get better when you get older?" And he looks at her and says always like this yeah (laughs) so you got to be careful that that's not the message that you're sending now there's some reality to that statement like yeah guess what life is always going to be hard and you do want to give your kids enough exposure to the hard things so that they're not weak yeah and they don't they don't go into panic mode when something tough enters their world so that's why things like jujitsu and working out are good and exposing them and letting them experience some hard things but again you just don't want to overwhelm her and Mm -hmm. that's that and by the way you might as well start training jujitsu too Mm -hmm. there dad get get mom in there too yeah now you got a (laughs) (laughs) excuse to get down in that gym get your jujitsu on Mm -hmm. and i know that you don't train jujitsu because if you did you wouldn't be asking this question Mm -hmm. you'd be getting getting her training yeah
1: yeah you making that happen so you emotionally bullied right so this is interesting she's
0: In the new Warrior Kid book, the bully, there's a bully in there, but he's not a bully like Kenny Williamson, who's a big, strong bully. He's a bully that's an emotional bully. He kind of is. And every time there seems like there's going to be a confrontation, he finds a way to weasel out of it. Yeah. You know, so he'll harass people, but then he'll get out of it. Harass people. He knows perfectly how to push the buttons. That's what Mark's dealing with this kid named Nathan
1: James. Sounds vaguely familiar. Nathan
0: James causes problems. Yeah, there's some layers in that name for sure.
1: That I, so this this makes a lot of sense to me because I have a daughter, four and a half, by the way, goes to pre K. It's like preschool. Pre K
0: is that the jiu-jitsu school she goes to? No, huh. no, bro.
1: Anyway, so Who's she the instructor. <laughs> she told me one day, um, she said that her friends. I'm not gonna say their name. Doesn't matter. Um, she said this friend told me that she's not my friend she's only this other girl's friend Mm -hmm. right that's emotional that's emotional bullying Mm. right there right for the four and a half year old version of yeah by the way so it gets way worse at 11 by the way and then probably way worse at yeah 15 16 it's just my assumption so what i told her not to say this is the right answer but maybe it's something to think about so my daughter D- does jiu-jitsu, has done jiu-jitsu. Double um, leg choke. Well, I like it. <laughs> well, that's what you want to say. You'd be like, oh, you'd smash the... And she's bigger too. She's oh. bigger than than everyone. You oh, so she's going to be the a way, bully. No, no. All right.
0: So what would you tell her?
1: My daughter's trained to be a nice... Bro. Okay, so I always have this underlying thing. No matter if someone bes mean to you, that doesn't mean you be mean to them. That makes you a mean person. I said mean people will be mean to other people. Nice people tend to not be mean to other people right that's really real basic it's stuff fundamental I yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah. but she's for yeah um so you just keep reminding her so um so i i told her hey look if she doesn't want to be your friend then she's not your friend and that's okay does that mean you'd be mean to her no but at the end of the day she i said are you stronger than her and she said yeah i said Are you smarter than her she said yeah i don't know if she is or isn't here's the thing it's a self empowering thing Mm. just like how you said where she knows jujitsu she's smarter she's stronger she can do more pull-ups she can do more burpees and stuff like that all this stuff it starts to form in her head hopefully this is the goal yeah hopefully it'll form in her head that if they don't want to be my friend that's okay that's no loss to me maybe if someone who is strong like me smart like me and whatever like me didn't want to make okay maybe that's something but this isn't the case you know it's yeah. kind of that idea i think that's
0: good advice i think it, the, the the thing of just saying oh yeah that's okay not everyone's gonna want to be your friend that's yeah. okay yeah and some people are gonna like you and some people aren't gonna like you that's okay you just yeah. be nice to everyone that's fine yeah i gotta ask that question but when we did the one warrior kid podcast a bunch of people asked oh my i feel like people don't want to hang around with me and i was like, yeah that's okay yeah, that's okay. You don't need to hang around with people all the time. I don't. I don't like even like hanging around with people. I yeah. didn't say that because I don't want to turn everyone into an antisocial person like uh, me. But
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes it. And that thing, or I think you just said it, where, because my daughter always asks, you know, did people not want to be your friend or um would she like bump her head mm. real hard? She like did you used to bump your head when you were little? You mm. know, she always wants to she know wants like, to like am I alone yeah, in this yeah, whole yeah. whole deal? Yeah. And Man, it seems like it really helps when I say, no, I used to all the time. I show her like my scars and stuff like that. And she'll be like, oh, and you can tell she feels better about it. That's pretty cool. It's weird. I think that would help with the bullying thing. And too. and
0: it's good. Your daughter's smart. And so she has the capability of formulating that question. I bet a lot of kids might not be able to even say, hey, did you bump your head too? Right. Whereas a parent, if you just recognize that they probably feel alone. And yeah. so if you say, oh, I know you bumped your head. I used to bump my head too one time. Look, I got a yeah. scar on my head. It happened yeah. to me too. So they don't make your kids beg for a partner in the world. Give it to them. Yeah follow the echo charles model of parenting
1: and that makes sense too now that i'm thinking of it, because like even as an adult okay so you got a kid and they're like hey did you i don't know did you bump your head like this and get blood on your head or whatever when you're little and you're like you're like yeah and if you add this and this is how i dealt with it right because a lot of times like Mm. you give them a little path yes exactly right so you you got you know you got this poor little kid that bumped her head head and it's like dang i don't even i've never felt this before there's a lot of pain there's blood oh that's scary i don't know really how to deal with it right so of course you go to your dad and then your dad's like yeah hey yeah i've done it this is how i did it this is how i dealt with it and she's like okay maybe i can deal with it and even adult because adults we do that too you know like dang i'm getting i don't know audited yeah i'm getting audited For the first time whatever Jocko, hey, you know, or, or, you know, your friend or whatever is like, hey, I I got audited and this is what you can expect. This is like how you deal with it and all this stuff. Boom, you feel better about it. Indeed. And more empowered. And that's on top of the (laughs) jujitsu. If I got audited, I would way rather know jujitsu than not, by the way. Yeah. yeah, Check. Next question. I've got a leadership situation I need help with. I was promoted to a troop commander position over a fellow team leader who now reports to me. He has many years of experience and a lot of knowledge. He's very, he's very bitter at not, getting the promotion, at not getting the promotion and is letting me know. When I include him in decision-making for the troop or try to tap into his knowledge and experience, he, he shuts down. Refuses to give input and says that I should already have the answers since I'm the troop commander. I know the troop would benefit from his input and team dynamics would be much improved. If it wasn't so negative, I've tried to let him know that I value, I value his experience. I feel that his input would be beneficial and that his negative attitude and bearing and bearing are not acceptable. It is making him very ineffective team leader. I'm, I'm failing at getting through to him and I don't want, I don't want to fire him for his position. How can I get him to value his own position in the troop and become effective again?
0: Okay, I, I actually think you're doing the right thing. And you've opened the door for him, so I think that's a good first initial approach. Uh, but obviously doesn't seem to be working. Now, a couple different courses of actions you could take. One of the things you could do is actually give him some higher responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. Get him, put his team in charge, put him in charge, the whole team sometimes. Maybe he will step up and start to lead and see that, he's now able to prove that you have a lot of trust in him and all that stuff there's also a chance think about this there's also a chance that you might be coming off as condescending to him so imagine this hey I I value your experience Uh, oh no (laughs) right you know the the troop would really benefit from your input it's it's like you're treating him like it's a kid and he's getting that those can come off as condescending so we have to put those a little bit in check as well and I think those are a little bit Uh, You know you put to put the person in charge you try that you've opened up to try and Get their input and get them involved, but it's it might be coming It might be coming across as condescending even if it's even if you're doing even if you're just saying hey Man could really use your input on this thing. It'd be great Even if you're doing it in like a cool way Mm -hmm. in your mind, you might be hearing oh I could really use your help actually so so even if you're saying it in a perfect way It still might be hitting his ears in a different way. So I don't know Uh, At this point, I think what I would do is I would maybe just back off. I would just go forward uh, treating him like one of the leaders and expect him to perform as you expect your leaders to perform. I think you've made the effort. It didn't really work. And now you have a job to do and you got to get on with it. Hmm. It, There's also, um, you know, the world doesn't revolve around his pouting and his being negative. And and you can't. You can't let that happen. Now, on top of that, this guy's a powder and he's a negative guy. That's probably the reason he didn't get selected to be promoted. No, what I we don't. talked about earlier, the boss saw that. that yeah. He saw something along the way where things didn't go his way and he and he pouted and was negative, and that's why he didn't get promoted. Meanwhile, the guy that did get promoted, when things didn't go his way, he's like, Okay, cool, we'll we'll drive on with what the new plan is. Yeah. And that's why you got promoted. Uh-huh. So I would say, move on, do your job, treat him like you would treat one of your leaders. Be very careful that you don't overcorrect. Because you hear me say like, okay, I'm going to treat him normal. And now all of a sudden you're treating him like crap. <laughs> don't do that. But treat him as firmly and as fairly as you would any one of your subordinate leaders. And we have to see where it goes from there. He may end up just not being able to deal with this fact. I mean, there's there's a reason why some people get promoted and some people don't. And maybe he's one of these people that can't humble himself, which is one of our biggest fears in somebody that's trying to be a leader is that they can't humble themselves. And if that's what's going on, he's going to have a long, hard road. And you know whose fault it's going to be? Never his. Never going to be his fault. It's <laughs> yeah, going to be everyone yeah. else's fault. And and that's that'll be problematic.
1: Yeah, that's a tough one right there. Yeah, because in his mind, straight up, that like, you're condescending. You don't deserve it. I deserve it. You know, and he's, now you're kind of throwing it in my face. Yeah,
0: he's already lacking
1: humility. How's this? One time, in football, in it was junior varsity football, and we're suiting up to play a game, right? And my brother Jade, he was, he's really good. So he, you know, you know how you have that one guy, especially in junior varsity, you have the one guy who makes the majority of the touchdowns mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Jade was that guy. So we're suiting up, and one of our team guys on the team, he was, he was that guy right there. Mm-hmm. He was, he wasn't. Very, the thing is, but he wasn't very valuable. He wasn't very athletic. He, you know, um, and they kind of played the same position jade was running back he was a running back too i think this guy was a fullback though i don't know i forget um anyway so he goes he goes to jade oh time to show off again <laughs> yeah holy cow yeah. so you imagine yeah. the mindset it's yeah. the same that guy probably has the same kind of mindset absolutely you know? so it's like man it's like you can't even if you are doing the right things how like you said like saying everything all cool in his ears. It sounds different in his ears. You it know? sounds different just showing off
0: again. Yep So so sometimes when someone isn't gonna hear your words correctly, sometimes it's best not to say oh, it yeah. <laughs> Sometimes just good. keep the mouth shut and yeah. you ever been in an argument with someone but you're just completely trying to de-escalate it yeah. And every single thing you said is getting taken the wrong yeah. way be yeah. quiet. Listen. Nod your head and yeah. agree. You know, like you're you're not gonna you're not gonna convince someone. You're not gonna get through to them. They're too emotional. This guy's too negative. Yeah. And yeah. Everything you say is gonna be heard differently and yeah. not in a positive way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of what you call it, opportunity cost of addressing it is just yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Next question. I'm often given tasks on the fly, whereas many of my tasks are given as a result of meetings. These days, an increasing number are coming from emails or my manager or client asking me to do something. I find myself quite disorganized when dealing with this. I'm writing things down when I'm told, but it's all over the place. Post-its, notebook, phone, etc. I don't have a solid method of keeping track of these things. I'm guessing that a possible solution is to write all these things down in the same place, but I've also tried that and it didn't really make a difference. I'd appreciate any input Or advice you have on how to record and track objectives in a functional and a reliable manner. As I'm subjected to a lot of information each day, week, month, I'm definitely overloaded to remember it myself.
0: Discipline equals freedom. So, yeah, a few things. First first of all, definitely write the things down in one place. And... It sounds like since you're moving all the time or you're going to meetings, carry just a a nice little notebook with you and write the things down as you get tasked with them. Then on top of that, you have to have a master list of some kind, either paper or digital. I'm gonna probably recommend digital to track things overall in a prioritized method. So if you get tasked something in a meeting in your little notebook, you come back, you put it in the right place in the master task list. And then like twice a day, consolidate the information that's in the little notebook you have into the big master list. And then before you go to bed at night, you organize those things by priority on the master list. You put the most important thing at the top and that's what you're going to attack the next day. That's part one on how you get these things organized. Now, the part two is you've got to schedule this stuff and actually... I always say this when people have trouble with tasks put them on the calendar you know actually Jamie does that for me Mm -hmm. when Jamie's got something for me to do she just doesn't email me and say hey you need to do this she puts it on the calendar Mm -hmm. so I look at my calendar boom there it is I got to go do this whatever this task is done Mm -hmm. so put these things on your calendar and that includes scheduling time on your calendar so that you can have time to consolidate your lists and do a review of your lists mm. you know whether that takes that probably take 15 minutes to do and i guess there's a bunch of apps you can use and i'm mm. sure people will make recommendations but there's a ton of to do list apps yeah. including there's one there's native ones on all the different phones mm. so you could look at that as a possible a voice recorder Mm. You can either use the voice recorder app you have, or you can carry around a little mini voice recorder, and you can just take notes with that. And then you consolidate those notes from your from your voice recorder mm. into your master task list every day. And then you just gotta prioritize and execute. That's it. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> 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 Write the stuff down. Put I little. Bo- I, I always I always put little boxes in front of everything. Yeah. Does it? Does do you understand? Like when I have a task, I put a little box so you in front check of it, it, so I can check it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It makes bro. You're obviously um, compared to me, a master at that. Like all that is like, dang, you can do all that, bro. I'm I'm on the fly, just like this guy, this person, straight up, like on the fly. And new stuff comes up. Bro, you'd be I'm, surprised. Same boat. You'd
0: be surprised at how much more you could get done if you actually made a list of things you're supposed to do. How's this?
1: <laughs> How's this? I make. List and I still try trying to nail it down. Right, I'll make a list. I even okay. So I have a book that Jamie gave me, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, a book, a to-do list book, and then I have. She was thing. trying
0: to encourage good I habits. Think with so,
1: your. and then I have my phone, and then I have this. Oh, and then I have just a regular thing on the paper, and then I do this thing where I'll open Word, and have it on my side screen. And I'll put the list there yeah. for the day. It'll just be up staring yeah, me in yeah. my face. And strangely, that has proven yeah, well, that's good. to be the best one because I'm do I'm and here I see my mistake right now that I'm telling you this. I I put it on on the book that Jamie gave me. Right, my to do list. I put it there and then you don't consolidate your lists. I'm, it's on my, that book. There's one mm. on the on the phone, which need is different list. now. By the way, need a master list. Yeah, there's
0: some apps that make so it doesn't matter if you put it in your phone if you put it in your computer. I mean, you can, obviously, if it's, if, if it's on paper, you need to transpose yeah. it into a digital format. But there's there's things that do that. Yeah, you need to consolidate a list. You yeah. need to have a master list of things that you're trying to do.
1: And then I need to attach myself, as far as the routine goes, to look at that list. You know how, like...
0: That's why you schedule it, which is what I just said. That's why you put it on your schedule. Hey, every day when I sit down for lunch, I'm going to do a th- five-minute review of my list and make yeah. sure I'm on track. That gives you the afternoon to catch up on anything you might have missed
1: and just get rid of my other list because yeah. half of it is me trying different methods out <laughs> right in the middle of carrying out one other method yeah. you know? so it's there's like there's a
0: bad thing about trying different trying to combine a bunch of different methods what you're doing when you do that is you're looking for the easiest way and i'll tell you the funniest clearest example of that when dean first started fighting and he was going through his various stages of trying to figure out how to cut weight. And he yeah. already cut weight. He cut weight in high school as a wrestler. Mm. So he knew how to cut weight. But what happened is, people would come along and say, "Hey, there's this trick, yeah, and yeah. there's that trick, and there's this trick, and there's that trick." And he would try these other, th- all these little tricks out. Yeah. And he would try them, you, you know, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. That's and, exactly and, what I'm doing. Yeah, and that's oh, exactly. And guess what? You don't when you try all these different because you, what you're really doing is you're looking for that something that sounds easy. You go, yep, I'll do that. It was the, you know, for Dean, it was like, oh, I'll go in the Epsom salt bath in the hot tub. And then it was, oh, you know, and I'll drink just distilled water for X amount of days. And it's all these, which all these things are viable, right? We know that they're viable options, but there's, you have to use them in conjunction they have to be you have to you can't just like pull the pull whatever little yeah. piece you want yeah and think you're going to be good to go no yeah. you've got to do you got to follow the system
1: yeah take one and go with it kind of yeah. thing. yeah
0: and what you're trying to do is you're looking for things that sound the easiest and that's what you're trying to do yeah right that's in the, we middle call of, the easy path we don't yeah. like the easy path over here
1: but meanwhile like you got three different paths, all effective. Meanwhile, you're jumping from one path to yes. the other and you're not even getting there. Yes. That's exactly what I'm doing with my to-do list. I have like four to-do lists. Okay.
0: okay. You need a to-do list that says consolidate
1: all yeah. your to-do lists. That's step number one. Then I got to remember <laughs> that that's the list that I'm checking. Then I got to remember to check it. Because you know how you have, because you always have that to-do list in your brain. Yeah. You always do. You know, you're like, oh, I got that thing. By the and way, it's on my mind. the
0: one in my brain is real solid. <laughs> What like the the, to, the, to-do. the to-do list in my brain is really really solid. Yeah, like I know what I have to do Yeah, the only the the things I have to write down are things that are outside. The, yes outside the 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 parameters of, of Daily situations like let's say there's some admin thing that only comes up Well, if it comes out super rarely, I'll remember it But if it's mm. an admin thing that comes up once every quarter. Yeah, yeah yeah, I I, don't I probably won't remember that. It's not it's not so far outside that I'll remember and it's not in the routine, so I don't remember it. So I got to write that thing down. That's what's on my list. So do you write down the list
1: that's in your head on the on the on the written list?
0: I'll write down the things that I know are are subject to being forgotten. forgotten yeah. Cuz the other things I don't forget them.
1: Yeah, so you're just I don't, don't forget, forget them. Hard, like confident you're not going to forget. If
0: them. I have a Let's say I'm going on a trip of a kind, con- like if I'm going on a regular trip,
1: mm-hmm. if
0: I'm going to go to a company that I work with and they're in Atlanta and I'm going to fly out there for three days, I, I don't even, I don't even have to think about that. Yeah. Everything that I do is, is the, the work I'm doing, the prep I'm doing, everything I do is just standard. It's a standard operating procedure Even the, even the things I'm going to bring with me, yeah. it's the same. I went on a one day trip to Vegas the other day, like in and out. I didn't even stay the night. Yeah. And I had the same suitcase that I take when I go on a five-day trip. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not changing any standard operating procedures. Yeah, I I got there and they said, aren't you leaving today? I said, yeah. He said, why'd you bring a suitcase? This is how I I travel. This is the standard operating procedure for me. I'm not deviating from it, whether I'm going for one day, like a a nine-hour trip to Vegas or a five-day trip to Atlanta. Guess what? It doesn't matter. I'm carrying the same thing because that's what I do. So if it's something like that, I don't need to don't even need things. Some things don't make my list because they're already in my head and my list in my head is solid. It's things that are outside the bounds of the standard operating procedures. Those are things that'll make the list.
1: Yeah. And that makes sense for this question. It's kind of this question because he's getting stuff on the fly. He's getting stuff on the fly. He's got to, he's got to write this stuff down. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we're all kind of the same way in that way where you're going to have one, two, maybe three things on your mind that no way I'm going to forget this, you know, kind of thing. But man, those lists though, you got to, you really got to choose one path and stick with it and then remember it that's the thing i think that's my problem i know that man next question how did you deal with losses in jiu-jitsu jiu-jitsu day today Mm -hmm. (laughs) losses assuming in a tournament right i just had my first tournament and got the floor wiped with me
0: yeah welcome to jujitsu yeah, and that's the, sh- uh, <laughs> the obvious thing is you got beat good you learned i think we've i think we've I think yeah. we've gone through that one yeah. and then really you know how did you get beat what areas were you weak in then you analyze and and improve in those areas and that's jujitsu right yeah. don't dwell in in don't dwell in your loss but learn from it and move forward and actually Speaking of Dave Burke, I was talking to Dave Burke and he was explaining to me his psychological current status in Jiu-Jitsu. So he's, however, he's, he's basically my age. I'm 46, he might be 45 or something like that. But he's been basically a master of kind of everything he's done. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I, mean yeah. I mean, he's like like factually yeah. if you look at his life. Mm-hmm. He's been Top Gun, Top Gun instructor. He was telling me that during Operation Southern Watch, which was pre, you know, post first Gulf War, pre 9/11, mm. he was the He was one of the very 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 few guys that actually dropped a live bomb Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, you know back in the day when no one had any experience. He was a guy that had really really done it and And then he was top gun top gun instructor You're just and then f-35 f-22 just all that stuff that he's done and He was he was telling me that like if he thinks about it, he gets a little bit bummed out because he's just starting jiu-jitsu right now and yeah, yeah, obviously it's in his head yeah. and he's thinking oh well I'm never gonna reach the highest level that I should or could yeah. if I had started younger yeah. and so he if he, he it's almost like if he thinks about that too much it's almost like well then I'm just not gonna do it yeah, you know what uh, I mean yeah. but, but he immediately was like of course I know that I'm gonna do it and I'm right. gonna be as good as I can but you know that that's that's also the way life is right yeah just like when you how do you deal with losing in life you learn from your mistakes you move on you don't dwell it's the same thing as jujitsu. you study your weaknesses you figure out what you can do you fix those problems you move forward you don't yeah. dwell in the past that's it
1: yeah those
0: got beat good
1: yeah actually put it into perspective even more where okay so this is just an assumption i know I just had my first tournament. I'm assuming white belt, maybe blue belt. Okay. I'm assuming. Yep. You know, it just doesn't seem like at brown belt or something you you' yeah, in asking this question. No, no, no. Oh, you're you know? not in your first tournament. Yeah, typically. But um, uh, I mean, you never know. But you wouldn't have this in your mind where it'd be mm-hmm. like, how do you deal with loss? You you won't have that in your mind as a brown belt. Like, you know, you know, it's a little bit more clear. Anyway, so... Unless you, this has like scarred you for life, I lost and I'll never compete ever again kind of thing. Um, I think this is this is a good way to think of it. Where, you know how, it's like, I don't know, your first girlfriend in like junior high or something dumped you. Like at the time um, it seems like, dang, I yeah, got yeah, dumped or whatever. And then when you're an adult, you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, Same don't thing don't in jiu-jitsu. That, yeah. So like when you're a white belt and you lost your first, you know, as a white belt. And you're, you know, I don't know a blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, black belt, whatever, and you're thinking about your first tournament, you're like, oh my gosh, who cares? It doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. And really, when you kind of put it into perspective, unless you want to dedicate your life to competing, bro, the tournaments don't really mean anything. <laughs> it's just fun. And if you take the fun out of it by putting everything on that one tournament yeah, you that you're currently you doing, bro, you won't want to do it. Do it. Yeah. And you'll kind of think that that's kind of what competing is about. And it's not. So if you're if you lose your first tournament, my first match in my first tournament, I lost. I didn't get the floor wiped with me, but uh, that's a common thing. Yeah. You think back on it, and not only do you, well, I think you'll always remember the first one, but um, as far as like whether you won or lost, it doesn't matter at all. Totally doesn't matter at all. And you'll find that the more you compete, the less it'll matter. And then do you get to competition really, unless you're like really dedicating your, your, your life to being a, you know, a good competitor? Um jiu-jitsu competitions you're going to win some and you're going to learn lose some you're going to win them you're going to learn yeah and you learn and you learn oh my gosh that doesn't work if i don't time it correctly or dang that doesn't work because that's not a real submission i only do it to smaller guys and they tap because it's uncomfortable kind of thing but in tournament doesn't you learn these kind of things you know but it's not even going to matter like dealing with the loss it's not even going to be a factor because you're just going to know that's just part of it and really who cares when you're It's kind of just starting out, you know, like if you ask like a top level black belt competitor, Mm -hmm. you know, did you win? Ask Hoyler. Okay. Hoyler. Right. He tells the story about him and Hoyce went into their first competition. Their dad said, if you win, I'll give you 10 bucks. If you lose, I'll give you 20 so it takes the pressure off like it's not that big of a deal yeah. you know if you lose boom you know it's all good that's what that was for and hoyler lost hoist won. hoyler lost he got the 20 bucks and he's like sure i would have you know had the hoyler one of the greatest legendary guys lost his first one mm-hmm. yeah puts
0: it in perspective puts huh? it
1: in, okay yeah, it, it doesn't matter at all
0: you got 20 dollars
1: <laughs> you're not always gonna get the 20 bucks but just saying it, um, yeah, it doesn't matter. It won't matter. And you're going to think same thing like high school, like the stuff that happens in high school. When it happens, it seems like it's a big deal. But then when you're an adult, you're like, uh, it you even
0: happens as an adult. It's cool.
1: It's a cool memory. But, you know, could have been better. Anyway, next question. Hello, Mr. Willink. I'm currently deployed to Iraq as an E6 in the Army. I have listened to your podcast and really enjoy your stuff, especially discipline equals freedom. I know as a sergeant and as a leader, your focus isn't to be liked. However, your soldiers should respect you, respect both you and your rank. My question is, how do you tell your soldiers to do the small stuff, tedious stuff, like taking out the trash and still be liked?
0: All right. Well, first of all, if we want to get respect from people, we have to give them respect for sure. Think about this. Think if you took out the trash sometime. You know think if you're the you're the boss, but you see that the trash is getting overfilled and you just grab it and take it out yeah. Just think about what that does think about what that does to the attitude of the guys if you took out the trash you you maybe in your mind you think you'd be losing respect, but you actually wouldn't be at all yeah in fact, everyone looks at you and goes, "Oh, he's a good guy he's taking out the trash it was a little full. Then he's taking care of it. So maybe if you're insecure, you'd think you'd lose respect. But I think if you're secure in your ability to lead and if you know that doing some tedious stuff is going to make your guys appreciate you, then to me that means it's kind of worth it. Yeah, fully. Totally. Right? Um, another example, you know, we talk about taking out the trash, but like what if the platoon space has to be cleaned? And on Friday, you, you, you just say, hey, guys, you guys can go ahead and roll out. I got this.
1: Mm.
0: Right? There's a chance they're like, hey, boss, we're not leaving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we? No, we'll, we'll help you. Mm-hmm. There, there, of course, there's a chance they'd be like, oh, that's awesome. Thanks, boss. And they bail. Over time, that might be if, you, if they don't respect you at all, they might bail.
1: Mm.
0: Now, in order to regain the respect, do you make them stay and boss them around more? Does that increase the respect for you? You see, you see how interesting it is? Yeah. Instead, if you go, hey, guys, that's cool. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And you're working hard, and you still got to maintain the discipline, and you don't take any slack. But at the, you, it's the same balance. It's the balance we talk about all the time. So the more that you treat them with respect the more they're going to respect you and th- they're going to know that you're not you know too high and
1: mighty yeah. <laughs>
0: they're going to know that you're down to earth when i was a platoon commander task unit commander i picked up brass i cleaned the ranges with the boys that's just the way i operated and i would recommend that kind of attitude it didn't make people think oh jockos doesn't have anything better to do they actually knew i had stuff to do mm-hmm. but what I got to do? Pick up brass with the boys. Yeah. Build the relationships. Set the example. Yeah. They're gonna respect you for it.
1: Yeah, makes sense. At the end of the day, do you have something better to do? Right? Because the whole in the big picture, it's like how you say, like that's a leader. Yeah. You know? It's
0: it, it, like sometimes you literally have something. <laughs> literally. <laughs> n- no. No. Like sometimes you literally. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, hey, the sense. boys are picking up brass, and, and guess what? You got a meeting with the commanding officer. You got right. to go do you you know there's sometimes where you actually do yeah, yeah. and what's cool is tactically is and you heard us saying this at the uh, FTX when we were up in Utah if you see the leader doing something menial what you should do is as a as a follower is step up and say hey echo I got this you can go and lead yeah that's what that's what you want that's what I want to do for my leader I want to take things off my leader's plate as much as possible yeah now The more you Try and you you just have to build those relationships the way you build those if you don't have anything better to do Then you get down there and you help you help clean up the range you help pick up the brass
1: Yeah, that's the way it is I actually did notice that about you and Leif too um, where You know like I'll have my camera equipment and you know lights or whatever and it's not a bunch of stuff but you know you're always like, oh, you'll, like, grab something. Yeah. and You don't like it if, when I grab if, your camera. Yeah, don't, t- <laughs> don't, don't touch it. Don't touch it. But And, and when it's just me and you, it's kind of, like, cool because we're just kind of friends or whatever. There's no perceived or no, like, hierarchy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you know, but let's say, like, at the muster or whatever. It's obvious, like, you guys have a, a specific job. I have a specific job, you know, kind of thing. And meanwhile, you and, and Leif will... Like if if I'm around, I'm carrying something. You'll always like grab something or or say, "Hey, you need you know." you Even yeah. though at the Utah thing, it's yeah. like, "Oh, are you good?" I'm like, "Bro, you're the instructor here." Kind of thing. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking in my head, and um, and yeah, you guys will always offer to like help. Well, interesting. Yeah. I'm like almost offended. Like, bro, like, do I look like I need help? Because you shouldn't really be asking me for kind help. of. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, bro. Very capable individual. Yeah,
0: and. The small tedious stuff the other thing is you explain to him why it's important right yeah. That's the answer we give all the time why is it important why is it important that the platoon huts clean well because i want you guys to have time off over the weekends and not be stuck here cleaning because the commanding officer came in and saw that this place looked like a hellhole.
1: Yeah.
0: okay well that makes sense to us yeah. we understand why you want us to clean now You're, you want us to clean so that we can have time off. You want us to clean. You want us to train hard. You want us to do this because we want to be ready for combat because I want you guys to be able to come home to your families. Mm. Make sure they understand why they're doing what they're doing. And if there's no reason why to, if if, if the reason, I mean even cleaning, even taking out the trash, there's a reason for that, right? There's an actual Mm. reason for that. We can't just have junk everywhere. So explain why. Participate when you can. Build the relationships with your troops. You'll be good.
1: Yeah, that that works for and kids. And by the way,
0: thanks for your service, brother. I hope you're having a good time over in Iraq
1: getting after it. Yeah, second that for sure. That works for kids big time, explaining why you do it. And if you really want to dial in the effectiveness is make that reason somehow tie it to their interests, their direct interests. Because sometimes kids can't see the big picture, you know. Like, if I say, hey, you got to clean your room, and, you know, otherwise your room would be messy, and then maybe, you know, um, later in life, you might be comfortable with a messy room, might get in the way of your effectiveness. A little four- or 5 year olds they're not going to understand that. They're going to be like, cool, that sounds, like, terrible, but they won't feel it, yeah, it you works. know? But if you tie it into their, like, direct interests as a four- or five-year-old, or however old the kid is, it works really good. What if you don't
0: clean your room and there's a fire and I come in here to get you but I trip and fall down and then you die?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's one way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say that but that's cool.
0: Good time for one more here.
1: Yeah, I think so. Jocko, in war, the enemy is clear but in life, in business, not so easy to identify. Any tips? well
0: um i mean first of all that is not a true statement and in in war the enemy is not always clear not at all the enemy the enemy can be hard to identify very hard to identify the enemy is going to use camouflage to conceal themselves they're going to use deception to to distract your attention They're going to blend in with the friendly civilian populace and they're going to take advantage of your benevolence, right? In fact, the enemy is going to do absolutely everything in its power to obscure their position, to hide their purpose, to even mask their identity. So it is not easy to identify the enemy in combat. In war. So, what you have to do is you have to control what you can control. <laughs> right? You got to be prepared. You've got to train. You've got to study. You've got to rehearse. You've got to remain vigilant. You've got to maintain discipline in everything you do so that when the enemy does reveal itself, you have the ability to outthink it, to outmaneuver, to outfight the enemy. And it's actually the same thing in business, right? The enemy can be hard to identify. Your competitors aren't broadcasting their next move. You don't know what the market's gonna do. You can't be certain about the next trend or the next downturn or the next bubble that's gonna burst. You can't know those things. So you have to do the same thing. You have to control what you can control, which is you. You gotta gather intelligence, you gotta analyze the metrics that you can track you got to train yourself and your team to be prepared for both the known and also be prepared for the unknown figure out what the likely contingencies are and have some plans to execute if those contingencies occur maintain discipline as an organization so that you have the flexibility and the responsiveness to maneuver effectively and efficiently when the unpredictable actually happens so instead of suffering and falling apart in the chaos you can take advantage of it and win and that's business and life is the same the enemy is not always clear in life it can be hard to tell who's gonna try and bring you down or what is going to bring you down there's distractions there are things out there that will do you harm that are so camouflaged you can't see them at all there are deceitful people There are accidents that can occur and diseases that take root and there's bad luck and there's Murphy's Law and there's times when it seems that the whole world is against you. The whole world is the enemy. And the same rules apply. Control what you can. Control you train hard learn maintain the unmitigated daily discipline in all things train hard physically and mentally push yourself so hard that you become accustomed to the stress you get used to it every day make yourself stronger And faster and smarter and better so that when the enemy does finally climb out of the shadows and expose himself to you you are ready you are waiting and you can relish in the opportunity to attack and fight and utterly decimate and destroy him and i think that's all i've got for tonight so echo maybe you could help us figure out how we can support ourselves and perhaps be better prepared
1: sure.
0: for the enemy yeah of whichever kind and whenever it exposes itself So that we can smash it and if you want to do that you can also do that while simultaneously supporting this podcast
1: they want to of course
0: or we could just have a bunch of advertisers on here (laughs) you can listen to us talk about stuff
1: that sure yeah yeah either way hey that's what i'm here to do one of the things i was talking to um actually that's that's true that where you know how You know you say that a lot and it's easy especially me what do i say a lot like be ready you know yeah you know i'm you know yeah yeah prepare yeah stronger faster smarter and you don't like a lot of things after a while you hear it like enough a lot of times a lot of times a lot of times sometimes it clicks but then every once in a while you'll it'll like leave a mark no 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 the opposite sorry the the opposite like um okay you know yeah i get it i get it i get it i get it blah 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 next kind of thing yeah and these things, like when you really think about that one, like we there's this saying I don't know I'm sure it's not new. When I heard it, it was like chance favors the prepared man. Is that the correct fortune one? favors the brave?
0: Wait, wait, what are you looking for?
1: That that quote? Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like basically some chance favor the the one that I heard was chance favors the prepared man. Yeah, for right? sure. So yeah. it's all it's all there's the same. There's some thing. variations of that
0: one. Yeah. I went straight to the fortune favors the bold or brave.
1: Yeah. Um, was the prepared right so if you're prepared you know you're gonna seem to have more luck you know with victory and all this other stuff right so it's like you know in any circumstance like if you take working out working out is like the easy one because like if you're in shape or if you're strong or if you're not weak or if you're not incapable you know like you don't work out so your back's out or something like that or compare it with being strong being strong is always more beneficial in pretty much every <laughs> single situation than being there weak. is than being weak yes true or being in shape or or you know being healthy mm-hmm. being smarter You're being smarter you, you, yeah yeah. Well, so. well, you
0: hesitate, a bit it's, it's always good to be strong. But occasionally, it's good to be dumber.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's not one of the. It's it's one of those things where 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 the result of working out and being strong is always going to add a tangible benefit to most. It's pretty much everything you do yeah. in life. And you don't you believe
0: know? that about being smarter. Uh, I'm,
1: not, I'm not saying that. I'm not just going to jump into yes, that's true too because I didn't think about it. I I okay. thought about this. Well, but it's I'm not a smart move of yours. Not, <laughs> see, there you go. Boom. Nonetheless, but I think that's one of those things where, where you kind of—it's my opinion—that what you just said there is should be taken to heart, hundred percent. Concur. Yeah. <laughs> Not just some cool thing. Like, let's face it, that sounded good. That sounded cool. But well, I in am there, your, I don't.
0: I'm. I don't listen to it because I'm saying
1: it. Yeah, I thought it sounded dope. Oh, okay. But it's, cool. it's absolutely true and you know and there's little micro struggles you know in life <laughs> let's face
0: it i know you have some micro. i was a lot of micro they're w- struggles they're way micro. all my struggles are micro <laughs> 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 seemingly
1: but guess what no problem you know no factor no factor i was filling up <laughs> jugs and i use this example again before. i'm gonna do it again you know why because it's it every time i fill up jugs i think about this <sighs>
0: The struggle is real
1: water <laughs> jugs they're like what 40 pounds right i think like, uh like, seven pounds how many gallons I think are they? eight pounds per gallon right? seven seven yeah. okay so they're five gallons each yeah okay so that's you know but no problem you know no factor. i can do it no i don't need a cart to carry them you know kind of thing how many do you carry just one in each arm no, yeah one in each hand see it see what it is see what I'm saying? They'll no, see how you're like. That's nothing, right? Yeah, that's nothing. Like but that. for a lot exactly. of people who don't work out or nothing like that, that's not nothing. It's something. It's something. <laughs> All right. Nonetheless, uh, I'm just saying. Like, if you're prepared. Okay,
0: so tell us how we can have prepare less struggles.
1: Better. Yeah. Okay. So first Quickly. thing you do is maintain, maintain your your, what do you call it? Your 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 structure.
0: Foundational structure.
1: Foundational structure. Make sure you're not breaking down. Starting with your joints. As always say, Jocko has some supplements. Krill oil and glucosamine and chondroitin supplements. Jocko super krill. It's krill oil. And what's called joint warfare. Jocko joint warfare. That's glucosamine conjoint chondroitin and some other good stuff for your joints. It's
0: funny. The other stuff is actually really beneficial so go to originmain.com and read so that you can realize the benefits that you're getting because it's good for you
1: yeah and I'll go beyond just good for you it's the kind where and I'm saying this first hand first hand account my account before you take this you're going to have joint pain and even non factor joint pain I was talking to Dave Burke the other day Dave Burke's popular today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Dave Burke asked me about krill oil, just in general. He's like, Well, I don't have joint pain. Like most of the workouts and hard workouts it, I do. He? See, and that's the thing. So, I was like, I was kind of like that too, where I didn't know. And I don't want to be the guy who's like, No, you do have this problem. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Bro, I don't have this problem. No, no, you do. And you need this product. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I'm not, I, I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to come off like that guy. So, I'm like, Yeah.
0: You'll save coming off like that for the podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, he made a good point. If you don't have like joint pain or or whatever, um, then yeah, you won't have the exact experience I did because I did have joint pain and I had joint pain in places that i didn't kind of realize it you just feel like oh dang i'm you like i think just that's just normal. better that's your baseline yeah, you get used to the pain on top of the fact that i had pain that i didn't uh, that i knew wasn't normal you know just more stiff now that i'm getting older whatever but nonetheless i was like you're looking old i think bro how do i look cool you know it's just my in birthday general. in two days by the way dang boom anyway sure you could not have joint pain But even before I had like any kind of pain from working out or whatever from joint or in my joints or whatever, I should have started taking it before that. I should have, and I'm not saying people take it or I'm not saying that necessarily. Um, So Dave's question to me was, should I start taking it? I said yes. Yeah, hundred percent. It's good advice. But I did have to let him know if you. legitimately are not having joint paint don't think that it's going to be a f- miracle thing like it felt like for me that's the point nonetheless it's the best stuff because it's from jocko right
0: yeah well it's the best stuff because it's the best stuff yeah. it happens to be
1: happens to be anyway go to originmain.com for this super krill oil and jocko joint warfare on the tops is labs we see that. It's on the front too. So yeah. it's real obvious. Just go there. Originmade.com There's also some geese If you're still wondering about what ghee to get, don't wonder anymore. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. And
0: there's actually there's actually no comparison to yeah. be quite honest with you. There's no comparison. Yeah. Every other ghee is not made here in America. Yeah. With American hands, American material. Yeah.
1: So there's the no compare. You can't compare yeah,
0: you, you literally can't
1: compare. There's no comparison. Yeah, and, and I, I don't want to turn this into like you know putting down any other geek company. So I'm not necessarily going to do that. But let's face it, in certain manufacturing industries, mm-hmm. I guess brands, a lot of brands, they go, they all go to the same supplier. In Pakistan, well, yeah, they all, or wherever. all
0: the things come from the same place. Yes. And that's why I said there's actually no comparison. Yes. And it's not just no comparison because it's made in America. It's it's no comparison because it's been designed yes. from the ground Straight up by people that do jujitsu. Yes. By people that do jujitsu yes. on the daily at origin, the factory. you know what the next building is the origin training facility (laughs) so it's like it's like we're going to put on our geese and train and then we're going to make sure that it's squared away yeah from the material by the way it's not like oh well we want it to look like this and we'll just have to use some random material no we'll design the material design the weave of the material yes and so that it's optimum for jujitsu and that's what we'll make and sell so there's no comparison
1: yeah and he was like there's even, no one
0: else doing anything close to that. Yeah. The closest would be hey we're we're making it look, we're putting a color to it or putting a patch somewhere or you know that's the closest you could do to saying we're doing something like this. Yeah. No one's designing from the ground up. Yeah. From the material up, from the threads themselves.
1: Yeah. The typical scenario. And by the
0: way, it's not just the geese, the rash guards, same thing. Yeah. The material created by origin
1: yeah yeah the typical scenarios you get you know hey i'm gonna and you'd be surprised man even these like kind of established gi brands like it doesn't matter which ones or whatever but they'll be like hey yeah let's do you know let's yeah. make this gi oh by the way let's get the same blanks same that blanks we've always been getting and that everyone else and let's just put a, a cool stitch on there or something or patch or, or design That's just the way it typically works. Not even necessarily that there's anything wrong with it. Because if you like your gi, you like your gi. That's good. That's how I am. But yeah, the origin, once you kind of put it on, I will argue that you're going to kind of (laughs) understand. It's my opinion nonetheless. OriginMain.com. That's the the good one. Also, for legit fitness gear, go to onit.com slash Jocko. Good kettlebells on there. They got some Star Wars kettlebells. That's cool. Yeah, see, that's the thing, man. You don't really care that much about these these cool kettlebells. i do. be nice about it. I do. I think they're dope. Nonetheless, um, yeah, kettlebells on there. I got into kettlebells a while ago. Very glad I did. Wish I had done it earlier.
0: Did I get you into kettlebells? Yeah. (laughs) I got you into krill oil and kettlebells. Yeah. Give it up.
1: But (laughs) both, yeah, both not not actively. And I got you into
0: Metcons, too. Metcons yeah you used to not do metcons i remember you sent me a text sometime like it was like what's the deal with this this metabolic conditioning, conditioning? yeah you said what should i do and i just like said and you and all of a sudden you started doing metcons and your cardio on the mat got a lot better
1: yeah yeah quick too by the way yeah metcons metcons with kettlebells and krill oil Ooh, that's, a that's combo. the combo right there Anyway, and there's a lot of cool other exercise stuff on there, like create, kind of create more creative stuff. Um, you know, keep your workouts interesting. That is on it.com slash jocko. Check out some stuff on there. They got some really good stuff. Really good stuff. Audrey's Aubrey's smart with that. Where he's always like pushing like good stuff, you know. Anyway. Also, Jocko has a store. It's called Jocko Store. JockoStore.com. It has if you want to get these shirts that we make, that we happen to make. They're good shirts, too. They're not, like, free shirts. You know, the free ones that you need like, cool, and you never wear it. It's not that kind. Very wearable. I made it a point to make them, like, good. Anyway, some women's stuff on there. Rash guards. Patches. Hoodies. I know it's getting colder now. Places. Um, They're thicker hoodies. Is it cold in Kauai right now? It is. <laughs> Actually, it is. It's, like, 60. From there's snow I on heard, the top of kawaii right no not quite oh that's, a big that's island. the big island yeah dang it monakea
0: i just revealed my
1: not everyone knows non-hawaiian it. that's all right bro you're coming to me that's what a cool. man i might have to suspend your my card for a little while though after <laughs> that one <laughs> anyway we got some hoodies for people who are in places other than hawaii or if you're on Kea. thicker hoodies All this stuff. Anyway, I'm not saying buy stuff. I'm saying go in there. Check it out. If you like something, get something. It's a good way to support. Also, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. However you listen to the podcast, you subscribe. Seems obvious. I know. But if you haven't subscribed, good way to support. Also on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. There's various reasons to subscribe to YouTube. But the main one, I think, main two is if you like the video version of this podcast. And you like little excerpts. Whether we put some music behind them. When I say we, I mean me. <laughs> put some music behind them and some various effects. Or not. There's excerpts, you know, a little shorter than the whole version of the podcast. And you can share them, listen to them, or whatever. A lot quicker. Anyway, subscribe to YouTube is what I'm saying. If you want. And if you do want to, and you do, it's a good way to support. Also psychological warfare if you don't know what that is it's an album on itunes that you can get with tracks (laughs) that on your campaign against weakness on the path trying to get in better shape you're trying to get in shape you want to maintain your shape you want to what wake up earlier i think you covered it dude no 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 no. (laughs) these are i'm saying you know but here's the thing it it, because okay so it seems obvious, right? You're trying to get in shape. You're going to have hard days, you know? Days where you're like, oh, I'm going to skip the workout, right? No. It seems obvious. <laughs> that's an element of life on the path that it seems obvious you'll run into, like, points of weakness. It's obvious. And I dig it. And there's a track for that. Jocko tells you why you shouldn't do that. You just listen to it. Boom. Get right back on track. But I don't always. what I don't always talk about is that there's tracks for other things, like the creativity thing. Like if you got like a procrastination situation, how's that one? Like the reason you're looking at me like this is because you already know this, but not everybody knows this.
0: You're procrastinating me finishing this podcast. I no, no, much. no.
1: We are finishing this podcast strong with boatloads of value. Because I'm Debatable. letting people know. I'm letting people know this is what. Why don't it you is. just say
0: psychological warfare? It's an album with tracks on iTunes, MP3. Google Play, Amazon Music. If you're going to run into some issues, it'll help you out getting through those issues. Next topic.
1: Yeah, I guess I could have said it like that. (laughs) That's more of like the jocko way to say it. You know, like I don't, I feel like if I come from a place of, you know, authentic relation to the struggle, I feel like it'll, it'll, it'll pass the message in a more, accurate way i think okay you don't skip workouts true you do you okay here's this how's this do you ever sit in your gym sit on the bench or whatever or the bike and be like man if i and make deals with yourself hey if i skip today yeah i'll just do it double tomorrow i'll tell you what
0: i'll do is like if i'm doing something that's gonna suck like squats I'll, I'll 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 put i'll procrastinate i'm in oh, the gym like it's gonna happen okay but i'll like okay let me just stretch out my back <laughs> you know, you know? Yeah. but it's it's one sure. of those things like the outcome is known yeah yeah the outcome is not in question okay the so. workout will happen okay i'm just being a complete baby about it okay so then i just have to suck it up
1: yeah so see that's why you're looking at me like that because me and a lot of people like me, we're not like that. We're trying to be like that. We want to be like that. I know I do. I want to be like skipping the workout is straight up a non not an option ever. I wanna, skipping I, the I workouts is total. Vibration. I want to be like that. You won't let it happen. But there are times, and have been times, where I'm sitting there. Got my there's been times I drove to the gym before I got my own gym. Drove to the gym, sat in there, and was like, That's you know ridiculous. what? If I, it, look, if I just walk right out of here right now. I skip this workout. I'm I need
0: gonna recovery.
1: Get, I, I need recovery. I'm not going to yeah. get a good workout anyway. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll just come back in on Saturday. That was my active rest. I'm going to come back in and I'll get it then. Today will be my rest day, right? I'm like that. Some other people are like that. You're not like that. That's no. why you don't understand.
0: You know what I'm doing the- right now? With them shuffling my papers?
1: Being passive aggressive, pa- being I know. Which, which is very unlike you, but you know, hey man, it's all good. Nonetheless, psychological warfare. I'm trying to make, make this a point. This is a for real point. Valuable point. There's a track that Jocko, kind of, even though he tried to talk me out of explaining this to you right now, oh God. he will talk you out to, out of, effectively, talk you out of skipping the, wor- skipping the workout. Talk you out of, Pressing the snooze or whatever—all these little points of weakness go on there. Just if you look at them, you'll see all the little points of weakness that you, that these tracks address. It's good, very effective.
0: Cool. Are we done with that section?
1: Very good way to support <laughs> podcast too. All
0: right, Jocka White Tea—you can get that on Amazon. It will guaranteed, 100% double blind, placebo, placebo tested, <laughs> triple blind, triple blind. Uh, you can. Deadlift eight thousand pounds, so you might want to pick that up on Amazon. You can read the. If you don't believe me, that's fine. Go read the. Go read the reviews on Amazon, where every verified purchase is like they're deadlifting minimum eight thousand pounds. Books got some books. Way of the warrior kid. If you have a kid or you know a kid, then help a kid. Help them be a better person have a better life. Get them the way of the warrior kid. Extreme Ownership, the new edition is out, and you all helped write it because it has questions from this podcast. Also the new forward, also the color pictures, lame. Didn't want them. But made up for that by just making the cover black because black. And that book has all the fundamental principles of combat leadership. It's for you and your team. You don't need to hide it remember in the beginning people would want it they'd get it and they'd want to keep it for themselves because they want to hide the knowledge because they want to look they want that don't do that Mm. it doesn't help the more people know it the more people are on board the better it's gonna work also from an individual perspective to get yourself on the path there's a book called discipline equals freedom field manual it's available everywhere and you might be wondering if it'd make a good gift well not only is it heavy have you noticed how heavy it is it's a heavy book it's a big book it's a substantial book it's completely unique because it has black pages and the outside of the pages are also black
1: it's a work of art for sure
0: so get some copies for the people that you know because beyond looking really cool There is no better gift than discipline. (laughs) So get some copies. And also, if you want the audio version, see, now look, I'm doing the same thing you just did, but watch how long this takes. Mm. If you want the audio version of Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual, you can get it on iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Play, and other MP3 platforms, period, right there. Now everyone knows what you took 15 minutes to explain. (laughs) If you're in further... Need of more fire support in terms of basic leadership. Besides the podcast, beside the books. And you want to have more interaction. Take it to the next level. We have a leadership consulting company. It's me. It's Leif Babin. It's JP Donnell. It's Dave Burke. You can email info at echelonfront.com. And if you have questions for us or you have answers or you have directions or you want to share something you can hit us up on the interwebs twitter instagram and shut <laughs> up Echo is at Echo Charles and I am at Jocko Willink and thanks to those people out there that give us the freedom and protection to make this podcast possible our servicemen and women in uniform protecting us from the enemy and fighting the good fight thank you and to the police and law enforcement and firefighters and paramedics and the rest of the first responders out there thank you for answering the call when we call and to everyone out there, there's an enemy. And whether that is a literal enemy like our military personnel face, or a metaphorical enemy like people face every day, don't fear the enemy. Respect the enemy. And out of your respect for the enemy, prepare. Prepare and train. And Learn and stay vigilant and stay disciplined. So when the enemy comes you are ready To get after it And until next time this is echo
1: and Jocko out